Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, and Saturday mornings with the Jim Valley, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 Eastern. And we got a lot to get into here today. It is Tuesday here on this program. And you don't know what that means today. Normally, you know what that means on Tuesday. Ah, I'm going to... Bury all these raw segments and talk about all this stupid stuff on this show. But no! Not today. show wasn't perfect, but this is my favorite Raw, and I don't even... I can't remember the last time there was a Raw that I thought was as good as this Raw. So we're going to talk about that today on the show. That'll be fun. A fun Raw report. Also fun. I've seen two matches so far from that uh, Impact Rebellion show. They were both awesome. So if you have not seen the show or all of the show, I strongly recommend Moose versus Josh Alexander and Ishii versus Jonah. Two great matches we could talk about on the program today. And they're going to be doing a rematch of the Josh Alexander-Moose match coming up on Access TV this coming Thursday if you want to uh, see it again. we got updates on FTR and the story that WWE has interest in them. We got an update for the AW show coming up on Wednesday. We have a new special commentator for the Dax Harwood Cash Wheeler match. No, it's not Bret Hart, but it is one of Bret Hart's biggest fans commentating on two of Bret Hart's biggest fans having essentially a Bret versus Owen tribute match. CM Punk will be doing commentary for Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. We can talk about the rest of the Lineup as well. We have the Dynamite, uh, or I'm sorry, the AW Rampage numbers, the SmackDown numbers. Bad Bunny is going to be a pro wrestler in a movie, and so much more. Back in a moment to kick it off, Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. You look amused. I was just thinking of some stuff. 
At, at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern today, Lance is going to be on the show, and we'll talk more about this Impact Rebellion pay-per-view. But as I noted in the opening segment, there's there's two matches that I, I strongly recommend. They're the only two I've seen so far. Apparently, there's a lot of other great stuff on the show, but Moose and Josh Alexander is a great main event. And Ishii versus Jonah is just a great Ishii versus Jonah match. And I was I was watching uh, I was watching that main event, and I'm sure I'm not the biggest Moose fan on the planet, but sometimes I feel like I am because I never really hear anybody talk about Moose. I mean, they talk about him, you know, they they talk about him. But here's the thing, okay? I watched that Raw show last night. And uh, they actually didn't quite do my idea with the arm wrestling contest. But one guy actually beat the other guy clean. I thought for sure they were going to do the deal where, you know, Omos is about to lose and then MVP hits him with the cane or whatever. And then they tip the. Bobby Lashley beat him. He beat him. He beat him in an arm wrestling match clean. And then they have the post match, you know, attack and everything like that. And I'm just watching Omos. And it's like, my God. They so badly want this giant and. He's just a tall guy, and, you know, he's a guy playing pro. I don't believe anything about ah, I've talked about it before. I don't want to get on the guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy and all. And then, like, I'm watching uh, SmackDown, and they got old Shankly. He's a tall guy, another giant, and uh, he's going to be facing Ricochet for the championship on SmackDown on Friday. He's in a title match. And on the show, he's also in a lumberjack match, and he has no idea what the, how to be a lumberjack. And even the announcers are like, Shankly clearly has never been told the rules of a lumberjack match before. I'm <laughs> like, he doesn't know the rules of a lumberjack match. And I'm sure he's a nice guy as well, but you ever seen Shankly wrestle? So anyway, and then, you know, they got uh, Satnam Singh that has debuted in, in AW. Which, by the way, of all of the uh, newly debuted Giants, I mean, from what I've seen, he's the best. But still, I mean, just a big guy. Just a big guy. He's learned a couple of moves. We don't know anything about how he can work in the ring or anything like that. Everybody wants a giant. And, bro, here's a moose right here. This dude is a legit 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, and so, like, in, in wrestling, he's 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, and, dude, this guy is so good. Like, he has no holes in his game. The number one hole you'll see in a giant's game is always the same. They have no idea how to sell. Right? Look at Omos try and sell. It's, it's comedy. Shank Lee. We have no idea if Sotman Singh can sell. Call. I mean, you could go through the list of giants in this business, and virtually none of them have a clue how to sell. Moose can sell. He knows how to work as a giant. He knows what to do and when. He has an intimidating... He looks... He works like he's a giant, a big dude... He comes across as a big dude. When he needs to sell, he knows how to sell. When he knows how to, when he needs to put the guy over, he knows how to put the guy over. Guy can cut promos. And then he's in there on top of everything else. Josh Alexander sitting on the top rope. This dude does a vertical leap drop kick, knocks this guy off the top rope to the floor. And this guy is just he's unbelievable. And meanwhile, it's Oh, we got to find uh, some tall guy. I'm not saying that, like, you know, he should be immediately, because I don't think he could be rated from Impact Wrestling, but it's like, how come when everyone's looking for a giant, it's like nobody ever talks about how great Moose is. He's an awesome giant. And him and Alexander, Josh Alexander's great. Man, they had a great main event. Places going crazy. All these awesome near falls. And finally, Josh Alexander plants this guy with his, 
as Jay Driller pins him in the middle, wins the, wins the title. His family's there. They get in the ring. They're all so happy. That was awesome. And then Ishii and Jonah, who are like two, uh, you know, they're, they're giants, but they're short giants. You know, Ishii's shorter than I am. And uh, I don't know how tall Joan is, but he ain't 6'5". But they, they, it was like, it was like, you know, King Kong versus Godzilla in there. They're just pounding on each other. And, and you know, the story it couldn't be a simpler story. If she tries a brain buster, he can't get it. Then at the end, if she goes for his giant big splash off the top, he misses. If she hits a sliding lariat, grabs this guy. Lifts him up and hits him with, he hits Jonah with the brain buster. And these people leaped out of their seats. And they're screaming and going crazy and he pinned him. These guys have never touched before this match. They're both working New Japan Strong regularly. But they've never had a singles match before. This match was awesome. So now I want to see like both these guys in the G1 opposite blocks go up against each other again in Japan. Man. I only saw two matches for this from this Impact show, but this show was great. So I'll have to watch more later. You going to be able to get that done by the time you do the show with Lance? No, nah, it ain't going to happen. Ah. But I could talk about Moose and, and Josh Alexander and Jonah versus She for an hour, if I had to. Try to find a bad opponent for Josh Alexander. There isn't one. There isn't. There just isn't one at all. And it's, uh, you know, Impact being there is is especially because at the time nobody knew what was happening with Ring of Honor and before AEW went in there, it, it didn't seem like there was going to be much of a future there. And I know, look, I would have been happy if Josh Alexander would have signed with AEW. The thought of him, you know, he could always pick up the team with with, with uh, uh, Ego again, you know, if you wanted to down the line. And him as a, a worker in there with Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Lee Moriarty, all these guys, many of whom he's already wrestled on the indie scene anyway, would have been fantastic. But he gets to be a much bigger fish in, you know, a smaller pond, unfortunately, for Impact. That's just the way it goes. But he gets a chance to really showcase himself. Plus, he gets to stay on the indie scene and have these great matches with the, the Davey Richards, with the... I mean, I think he had one with Leo Rush. He certainly had a, a bunch in AEW with, uh, he's had him with Myron Reed. He's had him with a, a bunch of guys there. So he's just so, so good and probably doesn't get his due. And we'll see what happens with Impact in this title reign that was obviously cut short by Moose. And they had the whole feud. It's gone on for, God, what, six months, nine months? It just seems like forever now. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how his reign goes because he's really, really good. You know, I had a, there's a comment in here that uh, someone goes, well, you know, Moose isn't as big as those other giants you listed. You're right. But here's the point. Who cares? Yeah. You don't need your giant to be 7'4". You don't need your giant to be 7'. You know, all you need is your giant to be a giant as it's com compared to the other guys. How like, tall was who Andre? Watches, who watches a, you know, I don't know how many Godzilla movies there are. I should ask Vinny. But you know, if you, I bet you anything, if you watch a bunch of Godzilla movies, Godzilla's a different height in each movie, and I'm sure there's like one movie where he's nine stories tall, <laughs> but then there's another movie where he's only six stories tall. Well, it doesn't matter if he's six or nine. The guy who's six stories tall, that Godzilla still destroys the city. You just need a guy who is portrayed as the big scary giant. I mean, 
uh, Dave was talking about this the other day. Let's talk about the last giant that was like super over, okay? Nash wasn't seven feet tall, but I mean, I guess you could say Kevin Nash, you know? Big show? You know, Kevin Nash's prime was in the mid-90s. We had the big show who, uh, you know, his actual prime as a giant, as I try not to uh, do a giant sneeze right here, <laughs> his actual prime as a giant was uh, was actually when he was in WCW. Because once they brought him to uh, to WWE, he was just a big dude. They didn't push him like Andre the Giant. They beat him three weeks in clean in the middle of a stone-cold stunner. And then, you know, they, they sent him away to OVW because they didn't like how big he was and... You know, he was he was well, he an effective <laughs> he was an effective big man, but like, you know, he was never Andre the Giant or anything like that. His most effective run as a giant was actually in WCW when he was a the giant actually, and they pushed him as an actual giant. So, you know, if you if you have a moose, you get rid of Omos and Shankly and all these other 7 feet. You don't need to be 7 feet. Nobody cares if you're 7-4. They care if you're an effective giant. And an ineffective 7'4 guy is worse than having an effective guy that you push at 6'8". I gotta talk about Raw after this so I can get back in a good mood again. Observer Live. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status for Required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper, VB, also WrestlingObserver.com. I'm not having the giant argument right here. Now people are telling me that Godzilla is taller than King Kong, so King Kong's definitely not a giant. Well, he had lifts during the movie. The only guy in Impact Wrestling that is taller than Moose is W. Morrissey. I'm I'm 99.9% sure that Gallows is either the same height or very slightly very slightly shorter than Moose. They're they're basically the exact same height. So Giants. Moose a big guy. He's just big legitimately drafted dude. in the NFL, you know. Big giant. 38 years old though, so if you're a WWE fan, guys, do there. not go on the yeah. internet and go by what it says about Gallows' height on Wikipedia. <laughs> Unless you want to say that I'm five nine, I'll make I'll 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 do that. If you want to say that I'm five nine, then you can say that Gallows is six seven six eight. You want to text the good brother and see what he comes back with? Well, Probably of course he's, he's going to say that. He's not going to kill his own gimmick. Six foot twelve, baby. How about how about we ask the actual agent who is at Impact and is right there in the locker room with all those guys at yeah. two Pacific five Eastern, and we'll find out who is taller, 
gallows or moose, or if they're basically exactly the same height. Brian, you say 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern. How do I watch or hear such a show? I think I pulled this out of my buttocks. Well, uh, uh, YouTube, of course. Video.f4wonline.com. Now, let me talk about Raw, because this show was the best Raw in forever. Now, granted, you know, the opening segment... The opening segment was very by the numbers where Orton's out there celebrating and the baby face are out there. Then a whole bunch of heels come out and they, they announce a multi-person tag at the end of the show. It's It was nothing special. It's nothing you need to go out of your way to see. But it was worth it to see how happy Randy Orton was. When you think about this guy's career, and boy, did he have some, some ups and downs and a lot of downs. And uh, he came out there and I'm pretty sure with all sincerity, told us this was the greatest run of his entire career. And he was so happy, and he loved Riddle, and they hugged, and the people were just so full of joy. If they break these guys up anytime soon, I'm going to be so mad. But they haven't yet, everybody. So I'm not taking that away from the show. It was a great moment. We had Bianca Belair and Sonya Deville, and they went 45 seconds to a countout. Then... Of course, Sonya Deville is management, so she restarted the match with no countouts. Then they went 52 seconds to a DQ when she hit Bianca with the chair. Then she's management, so she announced it is no DQ. And so since it's no DQ, I mean, the heels just started running in, and, and they were triple-teaming Bianca Belair. Now, why Bianca has no friends in her hometown, that's, uh, that's another matter entirely. But she overcame the odds in her hometown. She beat up three wrestlers. She sent the two outsiders packing. She hit her finishing move on Sony Deville. She pinned her, retained the title, and everybody in her hometown was so happy. It worked, and I liked it. We had an Edge and Damian Priest segment, and as I've said before, I have no idea what Edge is talking about, and I don't like these promos, and he's a thousand times better as a babyface. But I don't know what it was, but he had a delivery on this one where I actually briefly became compelled. I thought he did a good job. I still don't know what he's talking about, but this was, of all of the Edge promos he has done backstage with Damian Priest, this was the best. But I still don't know what's going on. Veer Mahan beat Sm Sam of the Smothers Brothers. He was killed in 36 seconds. Just a squash to get the guy over. They did the arm wrestling match, and uh, as noted... They went back and forth. They 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 did a a fake real arm wrestling match, and in the end, Bobby Lashley won. He put the guy's hand down, and he won. And then, of course, he's celebrating. He gets jumped by Omos. They beat him up. They they drop the table on him. They're having a match at the pay per view. It ain't gonna be good. But uh, this was not your your totally typical arm wrestling trope. It was uh, at least we got a winner before they they turn the table over on the guy. We had a mixed tag match with Truth as referee. It's his way to try to get all these couples, you know, they're, they're, they're unhappily married. They got married a week ago. So they do the match here, and uh, Akira Tozawa pins Reggie. And, bro, he did the biggest senton. It was like if, if uh, Montez Ford decided he was going to do a senton, Tozawa jumped so high and uh, pinned Reggie in a minute 31. And then Truth tells Dana, you know, the match is over. You know, get out of this ring before someone takes your title. He then rolls her up, and because he's the referee, he tries to count his own pin like it's the YWF. <laughs> but she kicks out, goes running, and uh, this must continue. We had a Becky Lynch promo. 
like her and Seth are two smart people, but like I don't know what they're thinking with these gimmicks. She's got this outfit on. She's all depressed. Her life means nothing without this belt. Her gimmick is she's a new mother, but her life means nothing without this belt. <laughs> like, dude, I'm a dad. I don't buy this for a second. So she's all sad. And then whose music should hit? Oh, her her whole storyline. Get this. I've hit rock bottom. Now I can fight my way back to the top. I'm like, you know what a storyline is? It'll really hook those viewers. Is the hated heel fighting their way back from below. So anyway, Asuka's music hits. She makes her big return. She dances down to the ring. Place is going nuts. She cuts a promo. I will stop you. Nobody is ready for Asuka. Fans love it. She flicks Becky in the nose. Becky takes a swing. Asuka avoids it. She takes a swing. Becky bails. Thought it was a good segment. Mostly because Asuka returned. But I thought it was all right. Then we had Damian Priest beating Finn Balor. Match was good. But then the finish, of course, it is raw. So they're having this good match. And then uh, Edge is all the way up on the on the ramp. He's he's 100 yards away, sitting in this goofy throne. He stands up. Finn Balor is distracted by height. And he is hit with a choke slam and this new flatliner gimmick, and he is pinned. I don't know if uh future is bright for old Finn Balor here. Unless you go on the YouTube chat, then they're sure he's staying. He would never leave. Miz TV with Theory. It's Miz and Theory. The first five minutes of this was the biggest load of trash on this show by a significant margin. God help me. Austin Theory and Miz going over Miz's resume. Bro, if I never hear Miz's resume again, it'll be too soon. I am so sick of hearing this guy. I got it, okay? It's it's big time. Go away. Turn the channel heat at this point. So finally, who should return but Ali? Ali is back. They make fun of him for, you know, wanting to take his ball and go home, and he wants a shot at at uh at theory but you know miz says blah 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 so theory challenges miz miz says dude i can't just make matches so theory goes i just texted vince he said the match is on miz is furious but in fact they have the match it's musava ali versus miz and uh, i'm a big critic of miz especially in the ring and granted this was uh you know he was in there with musava ali but this was the best Miz match. I can't even remember the last singles match Miz had that was this good. He was working. They went up and down. They had psychology. The I mean, this was a this was a legitimate, very good Miz match. And it wasn't all the other guy. It may have been largely the other guy. But Miz, this is one of those matches where Miz totally held up his end of the show. And he did a good job. And he got pinned clean in the middle of a figure four reversal. And uh, Ali won. Ali returned and won. And then he got laid out by Ciampa, whose real first name is, in fact, Tommaso. So he is no longer Tommaso Ciampa. He is now just Ciampa. Rhea Ripley promo. She actually asked a good question. Are you ready to tell us why you did this? And Rhea had a good answer. Dude, I showed up here as a single star. I won the women's title. Then I get in, I end up in the tag division. And, dude... I'm just getting beaten right and left, and my partners don't hold up there to the bargain, so I couldn't take it anymore. Liv shows up, attacks her, and they had a brawl. 
There's a segment I cannot do justice to, but if you have this on your DVR, watch the segment with Chad Gable, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and the Usos. As they all argue back and forth setting up the main event tonight, they were all great in this segment. And I greatly enjoyed it. And then we had the main event, which was Cody Rhodes, Ezekiel, Randy Orton, Riddle against Rollins, Owens, and the Usos. This was the closer you're going to get in WWE to uh, how AEW has their, their party match every night. So the party match, everybody got in there. They got to do their spots. They got to shine. All the big spots at the end. Baby faces, they take out all of those, uh, all of those heels one by one by one. Ends up with uh, an Uso in the ring. He gets the uh, RKO off the middle rope, pinned in the middle of the ring. Randy Orton celebrates on his 20th anniversary show. I like this Raw a lot. Am I the only one? I realize that the show normally sucks. I realize that when you compare this to, like, an actual great wrestling show, it wasn't, like, that good. But, man, I thought this was a good show. I enjoyed the three hours, and I liked it. And I won't hear otherwise. Are there a bunch of people flooding your timeline and your mentions and your emails? I don't saying care. That that I don't read that crap. Show? It was good. What did you think about Becky's uh, makeup and? Uh, Dude, I don't know what's going on with the haircut. Two. I thought that looked good. I'm now the the whole outfit. You, she's been with her man too much. They they. I don't know what. Well, they're here's the thing, bro. Her, I don't know if you know fantastic. this or not. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you a secret. Okay. Becky Lynch is objectively a beautiful woman. And so yeah. you actually can do anything with her hair, and she's going to look good. Mm-hmm. That's well, why. That's why nice when you look at a catalog, you know they got all these clothes, or you know you go and you flip through that thing at the barber. Oh, what haircut's going to look good? Well, that haircut may not look good on you. They found a, a good-looking person to put that haircut on. When are you Same with find clothes. One? I'll talk more about beauty after the break. Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Of course, I'm not actually going to talk about beauty on this show. I cannot, I cannot believe how attacked people are at the idea that Raw was a good show or that I liked it. They're attacked. What do you think? Really? What do you think I do in my life? I'm just miserable all day. I'm a happy guy. Literally, my only pain is doing my job, which happens to be most of my life, and yeah, not all good the life. time. I, I had a great time today. I watched, I watched those Impact matches. You know, coming off a good Raw last night, and 
you know, I'm happy. I, I don't think you are. What I think a you're horrible a, thing. I think you're putting out a front. People are so appalled. <laughs> I didn't talk about nothing but lousy segments. They were they were good segments, one after the other. Some good stuff on there. And I guess, you know, maybe you're writing yourself for all the influx of people who want to discuss Becky Lynch talking about the AEW women's division. Do I have to talk about legitimate, like, no problem segments on this show for people to actually believe me? Sure. Well, I mean, the opening segment, there was nothing wrong with it. It was very by the numbers, but I liked it, liked Randy. You know, I liked Bianca winning and overcoming all the odds in her hometown. That was good. I, I, I even liked Edge. Did you like Sonya slapping the hell out of Carmella and uh, oh, we can. I'll get into that in a second. Don't <laughs> let me forget. I mean, the you know, Tamina Nakir Tozawa versus Dana and Reggie. That was harmless, and it had a great finish. That senton was awesome. Oscar's return was great, and yeah. I swear to God, that Miz match, I was so impressed with Miz in that match. And obviously Ali was great, but, you know, I've seen a million matches. Everyone Miz is in the ring with is better than him. So I've seen a million matches where, like, it was good, but it was all the other person. This was not all the other person. Miz was really good in this match. What'd you think about Ali? Wait, you think I'm going to lie about the Miz of all people? <laughs> What do you think about Ali getting the win and then getting laid out? Do you think they're going to do something like go Well, you know, I'll tell you ways? why it was weird. Go I'll tell you why it was weird. Because the way they did the segment, I thought that Ali was going to be next in line for theory. And then he had to go like go through Miz first. So he goes through the Miz and then like it would be fine if Theory laid him out or whatever, but Champa laid him out. So what? What? Well, do you, what does theory what have to do with any of this? Well, do you think it's going to end up in a three-way? And it I haven't could. seen any of the things that they've done. I know they do. They film things for WWE.com and all that afterwards. So maybe somebody talked to Ciampa and he made things more clear. But it's like, I could see them actually going with a three-way there, you know, and having singles matches because... Well, here's no, the problem, Mike. You're I would right. Love to, You're yeah. right, but here's the problem. The pay-per-view, the go-home show is next week. So yeah, but it would be mean... one thing if we had, like, four weeks for the pay-per-view and you could do a bunch of stuff to build a three-way. Like, why not do a Theory against Ali, and then, you know, whoever wins or uh, Ciampa can run in during the pay-per-view match, and then you do the thing to set up a three-way later? Why would you start with the three-way? Well, that's why I'm wondering, if because Ciampa can say, I'm here, and it's great that you're back, but I want to beat up that kid who I should should have beaten up more in NXT, and they do it that way, and I and I know what you're saying, and you're exactly right, but I don't think that that affects their their. There's no time constraints on them. They can have a match with two people for that title, but this story really just kicking off now. I mean, backlash is just a stop on in that story if you wanted to go in that direction. Which, again, I don't know what they're going to do here, but I know there's a lot of people that are happy Ali's back. I'm happy Ali's back. I love watching him, but you know, I'm sitting here with tempered expectations right now. So we had an interview with FTR with Renee about the rumors that WWE wants them back. And uh, and Dak says, I think we know about as much as everyone else does. We left that place because they didn't put a focus on tag team wrestling. We knew there was a ceiling to where we could go in the company. We wanted to do more. We wanted to be known as the greatest tag team of all time. And we had to leave there to do that. I told Tony, because obviously he heard about it, I told him there's no way we would ever talk contracts with anybody while we were working for him. We have way too much respect for him, and our word means something. 
He continues to speculate as to why WWE would want to bring them back. He says, I started thinking, this is Dax, do they want us or do they want AEW not to have us? Hmm. I think I can answer that question for old Dax. It's cool for Cody to do what he's done. There's so many unknowns there. Would they ever focus on tag team wrestling the way we've been able to the last two years? I think we all know the answer to that one. Uh I don't know how much has changed there as far as what we wanted tag team wrestling to be. Now we're getting to show everybody what tag team wrestling can be and what our vision of it is. He commented on the match at Supercard of Honor against the Briscoes. I told Cash after the match was over, that was our Brett Austin. I don't know if we'll ever have a better match than that one. That's okay with me. I can hang my hat on that. I can hang my hat on that whole week, me and the or them and the Bucks match. But specifically that match, I can hang my proverbial. So basically, for those of you, which match was better? I think you and I agreed the Briscoes match. Uh, they are undoubtedly saying the match with the Briscoes was a better match than the match with the Bucks that they had on Dynamite. And he talks about how they want to be two-time AEW Tag Team Champions. Until then or after then, we want the IWGP Tag Team titles. That would solidify them, he believes, as the greatest tag team of all time. (laughs) So there you go. Yeah. Well, look, they want to be a tag team, and there wouldn't be an Owen Hart Cup if they were in WWE and they were facing off against each other. It would mean they were splitting up, and that's something that they're not going to do. And... Look, professional wrestling has not been fair to tag teams for 50 years. It was the 50s, you know, 70 years. You know, the last time tag teams would really main event territories. Yeah, the Carolinas did it 60s into the 70s, but it's just not something that modern promoters really want to put on that pedestal, not even AEW. Once in a while, they'll do that. But, you know, obviously, when you have CM Punk and Hangman Page and Kenny Omega and all those guys, you know, that takes precedent. Those singles matches take precedent, but they're in the best place now that they can possibly be. If 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 AEW allows them to continue to go out and take indie bookings, which they have, and continue to go face teams like the Briscoes and face other teams who are out there, you know, that's always going to be the best place for them. And if it's not there, it's going to be another independent because it certainly won't be WWE. And I think I talked about this yesterday or a couple of days ago. I mean, that the thought of them going over to New Japan, the thought of them against, oh, I don't know, Dangerous Techers or really anybody because they're so great. I mean, I, I hope that happens. I really do. We have uh, Dynamite coming up on Wednesday. Undisputed Elite versus Varsity Blondes, Dante Martin, Lee Johnson, and Brock Anderson. Sammy versus Scorpio Sky ladder match, Owen Hart Foundation, Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler, CM Punk on commentary. Lance Archer versus Wardlow, and Akar Shida, Serena Deeb in a street fight. Rampage on Friday, 518,000 viewers. Up 7.5% in viewers, but uh, just a .19 in 1849, which given the competition was uh, only down 13%, but uh, they had a big gain in uh, people over 50. Over 50 folks chose wrestling over the NBA. SmackDown, also down. 1.952 million viewers. You know how many times there's been like a, a Rampage or, or a, a Dynamite up against some NBA competition or whatever, and the show suffers as a result, and you know, my buddies at WWE glowed and laugh. What are those guys when SmackDown does 
million view. It's a horrible viewership. But of course, it's because of the NBA. That's all right what happens to WWE. But man, what happens to... Anyway, lowest audience for a Fox airing since July 9 of last year. 0.47. Lowest number for a Fox airing going back to July 2021. Ship must be sinking! <laughs> or it was the NBA. Which Probably has affected the NBA. all wrestling shows. Promoted by all folks. It's almost like there's a must be something to this whole thing with live sports, eh? Music superstar Bad Bunny, as opposed to the annoying rabbit digging up your carrots outside. Music superstar Bad Bunny is putting his pro wrestling training to use for an upcoming movie role. He will star in the Spider-Man spinoff movie El Muerto, which will be released January 12, 2024. The El Muerto character is a, quote, super-powered wrestler. It is amazing. It is incredible. I love wrestling, said Bunny, about playing El Muerto, the dead. I grew up watching wrestling, and I am a wrestler. I'm a former champion, so this is why I love this character. I think it is a perfect role. I hope on his resume he put WWE 24-7 champion. <laughs> like I put Death of WCW on my acting resume in 2005. El Muerto will be the first Latino Marvel character to get their own live-action film. Congratulations to Bad Bunny. Man. On this uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just where he's come from and as big as he's gotten and as much as he's crossed over, I am... It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It really is. Congratulations to him. All right, let's look at the feedback here. If you'd like to text us, 425-780-7566 is the phone number. That is 425-780-7566. Brian, please make a bird whistle or a blink in Morse code if Vince or someone at WWE has you hostage right now. He actually believes all of this, folks. What what makes you not believe that he believes all of this? My God. Didn't you watch the show? I am There's accused, been plenty worse Raw shows. I am accused of being biased every day of my life. And then here I am enjoying Raw, and people presume I've been kidnapped. Are you an alien? Do I have to put on my They Live glasses to make sure that's you? Do it. Wouldn't be the sure. weirdest thing you've worn on this show. Undertaker started to have some good matches later on in his career. Kane was a solid giant. I'm not sure if those guys were seven foot or not. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't. <laughs> Anything, they were both safe workers. I've heard other wrestlers put them over. Yeah, they were. It's one of the most important things besides selling about being a giant, being safe. What do you think about Sid? Dude, I loved Sid. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> you know, he was a great worker, 6'6", I think legit, I don't know, I guess he wasn't really, Barry Windham. You know, Blackjack Mulligan was, his father was like legit 6'7", or whatever it was, and he was way up there too, and, you know, if there's anybody, and granted, you got to have the athleticism, you got to have the genes and all that sort of stuff, but Barry Windham is the ultimate example of a big man. I mean, who could work tiny? We talk a lot about small guys who make themselves big. You know, Randy Savage is a great example of that. There's been a lot of guys like that. 
Ishii is, is like that. Dalton Castle, in some ways, is like that because of the flash, because of what they can do physically. It makes them seem that much bigger. But it's always amazing that those big guys who could actually work, and there are very few of them over, you know, legitimately 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. It's like how many of those guys really could work? Not many, but Barry Windham's the one to watch. Happy Alvarez and Madcap Mike. No. That's about what it is. That's no. about what it is here today. No, no, no. Except, uh... You ever rock uh, the, the... Mike ain't got that physique. His sh- I don't. I don't. I don't have that as athleticism, but... You talk about Moose, you know, he's been in this game now a long time, and Rick Moss, Mojo Raleigh, that's why Jim Ross and a lot of people for years, that's why they want to go get football players. They're big, they're athletic, but it's just, you know, <laughs> some have had better uh, times than others trying to transition over. I have more in comment or common with this old uh, Corbin than he even realizes when he banned me. He... What do they call it when you blocked me on Twitter? Blocked you? Yeah. What a wimp. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Sempervivi. Yeah? What? Where were you? I was busy. Just flew in at the last second there, and I had to bring it to everybody's attention, even though they would not have known otherwise. I was I was doing the 40 because you said I wasn't as uh, physically fit as Reddick Moss, so I just ran the 40 in uh I'm sure that's why he looks seconds. like that. He's running the 40. It's all about comparisons, this person says. In are you, third are you shaming grade, me? In third grade, that one kid who is over five feet tall and weighs over 100 pounds is going to look like a giant on the playground. The dude just has to be bigger than everyone else. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. This person knows what they're talking about. <laughs> Only if they can work. What's the point of being a big kid on the playground if you can't you can't work it? You can't fight. Same thing within the ring. That's what the problem with all these giants. And I understand you want to appease to a market. I get that. But for God's sakes, you know, all these guys over the years, how many of them lasted? How many of them were even worth it for a little bit? Very few. For example, this person says, Walter is a legit 6'4". And he is at his best when he is portrayed as a world-destroying, indestructible giant. It can be done. Of course it can. Of course. Of course it can be done. Anything can be done if you want it to be in wrestling. And by the way, yes, uh, this is a a, a correction. I can't believe I didn't remember this. Carmella and Zelina did break up a second time, right before Carmella went on her honeymoon. And then they were just randomly back together after the honeymoon. So they must have talked. Well, maybe. Maybe. Two Pacific Five Eastern Landstorm, everybody. We'll talk Impact. We'll talk uh, Raw. I think you watched some of Raw and a bunch of other stuff as well. So, Two Pacific Five Eastern video.f4wonline.com. I believe we're live, pal! Is live next. Check that out. And that's it, everybody. We'll talk to you again after a while.
You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.